Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Asperger Jr. And my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, y'all. It's going good. We've been teasing. We've been hyping. We've been letting you know it's coming, but it's finally arrived. We've hit the vaulted 100 episode, and it just feels so good. Established in 2016, and now we're here in 2018 still doing what it do. Yes, sir. And yeah, man, it's it's been a ride. It's been a hundred episodes in. We still out here grinding. A lot of changes from the beginning to now. Uh, but it's been a it's been an interesting ride, man. And we're just gonna kind of use this episode to reflect on different uh, successes and what we can do better in the future. So, uh, Emilio, man, how's it feel to get to a hundred, man? We we kind of old in the podcast game now. Yeah, I mean, old, but it's still so much left to prove. I mean, I think it's really cool. Obviously, when you know we get to talk to podcasters that have like less episodes than us, you kind of feel like a little bit of that veteran status. But I think it's just a good testimony. You know, if, if you told us back in 2016, man, when we launched and we get to 100, I, I would have looked at you a little bit side eye because you know at, at that point we didn't even know how we was gonna make it to 25, let alone 100. So to be able to finally make it there, it, it's a big thing, and really just a lot of great, great moments that have transpired, and you know it's. It used to be kind of where I remember every interview that we used to do offhand just because it's like there wasn't so many. Now I'm looking through the archives of the episodes and I, you know, kind of had to pull out the monocle and dust off the dust off the screen and be like, oh, damn, we did talk to this person. We did do this. So to know that we have a, 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 a compilation, a collection of interviews that surpasses just all the amount of time that we've been here from the from from 2016 to now is crazy. I agree, man. I definitely agree. And I kind of, you know, want to reflect a little bit on, you know, how we've changed from day one. You know, there's been a lot of changes to the show, the way it's formatted, (laughs) the different platforms we've been on. Um, I mean, you know, one of the changes that I I really liked was moving from, you know, our old platform, which is Podbean, to our new platform, which is Blog Talk. Uh, And that kind of happened via our interviews with our guests man like opportunities kind of opened up that way i thought that was that was very interesting transition we made i don't don't remember exactly when we made it but um i know like going from podbean to blog talk it was a minor change but i think it definitely at least it was the first step to monetizing this this platform so definitely want to get your thoughts on that yeah shout out to maximilian for for putting us in connection with blog talk radio um, it really was a big change because we have been doing Podbean. We, we came out, we, we paid our hosting, you know, with them. And, you know, Podbean as itself wasn't a bad service. We got nothing but love for Podbean because that's what we did, you know, come up with. But, you know, coming to Block Talk is where we actually got on the phone with a Block representative and we kind of had like options. You know, we kind of had our destinies in our hands. And, you know, the cool thing about, you know, this deal is that we were able to save on a lot of things and also monetize, as you were saying. And it really, for me, I think the turning point was where you have someone who's, 
you know, job is to basically host podcasts, telling you, like, I like your podcast and I want it to be part of something special. And I think that really kind of validated a lot of our feelings because, you know, we were just coming in to tell the stories of people that we knew on Facebook and, you know, some of our brothers in our fraternity. And to know that people feel like, okay, you guys have something here, you guys have a voice, and it's it's something special. It makes you feel those all those little warm and fuzzy feelings. So, for me, Blog Talk, it means a lot because they really came at a time where we weren't really expecting anyone to reach out like that. Not to say they couldn't, but, you know, we weren't expecting anyone to just come through and be like, we like your show, let, let, you know, put on this network and Blog Talk dig. And really, I think that was one of the great turns points of the show because i feel like that kind of renewed the fire in us to want to do more with the product you know i agree man and yeah there's definitely a lot that we still can do with blog talk you know there's a, a live feature that we could implement into some of our future episodes there's um a lot of different things that you can do you can post their your episode onto their main page and you know get more listeners that way it just seemed like it was a great opportunity to really jump on it. And it was just so uh, cool that one of our you know, guests that we interviewed, you know, was definitely feeling us to the point where she stuck her neck out to introduce us to the person who worked at Blog Talk. So, you know, podcasting, I mean, there's only so many ways you can make money through podcasts, advertising. You know, one of our first guests that were on, uh, Brian who did you know his own painting uh brian bernhardt he was he was doing the whole patreon thing and i've seen a couple of podcasts emulate that way where they can monetize through patreon but you know block talk you know gave us an opportunity to make a little bit of dollars here and there uh so i think it was a like you said a great opportunity to really um broaden our horizon and kind of take that next step into monetizing and you know gaining a bigger audience yeah, and that's the cool thing about it is, you know, we were able to do it in a way to where we had the backing of someone renowned, you know, Blog Talk Radio is headed by some big players of the game, so it felt cool just to even have, like, someone who works with that that board and is there able to help out with these podcasts, like, taking notice to us, and it really does make things a lot, uh, on, at least on my end, like, you know, simple, you know, I'm able to upload the episode, put some you know, audio ads here or there and kind of see the benefits reaping. So it's kind of cool to be have that set up because, you know, it definitely takes pressure off our backs because before with Paul Beam, you know, we didn't really qualify for their monetizing portion. But it's great to know that with Blog Talk, they let us come in and say, hey, if you want to make some money, you know, we'll give you that, you know, the, the, the means too. Might take a little bit, might take a little while, but you're going to have access to day one of trying to get those funds in, in the account, you know? Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, another change that we made from episode one to, to now is uh, introducing the extended hustles. Um, and that's definitely uh, kudos to, to my co-host, Emilio, for bringing that idea to the table. You know, we recently did an interview that hasn't inter- hasn't aired yet, but got some feedback on our extended hustles. And I think people really, really like them. They like the candidness. I like the different style of uh, interview, and it's for 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 those who don't know. When we prepare for our interviews, we do a lot of research. We make sure we uh, peruse the internet for any interviews that they've been on previously, any websites that have featured their work, and we kind of really prep for our normal guest interviews. But for the extended hustles, it's really like quick questions, top of the dome really kind of thinking on the spot based on what we learned from our first interview um, to go into our extended hustles. The extended hustle is a little bit of fun. 
Uh, and it's it's really been an exciting new way to kind of engage our listeners or to introduce our new listeners to a shorter version of our episode so that they give us a chance and then want to then learn a little bit more about the guests. So uh, definitely shout out to you for coming up with the idea, man. Hey, man, you know, we, we, we tag team these things, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'll have a good idea. You know, you'll have your idea and it, it all works out. But with, with the extended hustle, like it, it really did work out to be better than what you know, even I anticipated. I think a lot of time with these interviews that we get to do, you know, we're trying to get the heart of what motivates the entrepreneur, what 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 drives and what's their passion. And you kind of just want to know, like, okay, what do you do when when it's not grind or when it's not game time? And I think these extended hustles provide the perfect platform to it. And I feel like we turn an already fun interview into even more fun. And I, they they all go by fast. We haven't had one yet that. You know, I'm sitting back thinking, man, this is dragging. Like the, the 10 minutes goes by so quickly because we get so many answers. And, you know, if you listen to it, the guests, they're a little bit caught off guard because sometimes we ask them some some great little personal questions. They have to think about it. And you can feel those those minutes ticking by as they try to think of an appropriate or I should say good enough answer. So it's a lot of fun. I think it's something that I, I we thoroughly enjoy doing. And I really think that that's going to be the future from here on out because I feel like, you know, behind every great person, there's also that great personality. So you know, we try to do our best to bring it out so you guys, the fans, can kind of not only relate to them on the motivation business tip, but also be like, dang, this is something I don't mind, you know, chilling with after work one day. Yeah. And I think it definitely brings out like how our personalities work. You know, we're definitely both successful individuals in our own field, but also we like to have a little bit of fun. And um, the extended hustles kind of showcase that where we're able to joke around a little bit more, be a little bit more lighthearted. Um, and kind of, you know, do what we do best, um, what, what, you know, on the friendship level. So I, I definitely like that. And I definitely like how it's going, um, you know, and, and, and I definitely think it's good to do it within the 10 minute time frame. So um, interest, great, great idea. And I think that's definitely going to continue and be an idea to stick. Um, it, it was it was funny because we tried to be a little bit um, we tried to at least re- uh, release two episodes a week with the with the normal episode being one day and then the extended on Friday. But I think uh, I like the way it evolved to where we would kind of introduce it the week after or maybe a couple weeks after the guest has been so that people can kind of get a chance to, if they didn't get a chance to see it on their timeline, they can kind of relive it and then go back and listen to it again. Also, it, it helps out when we're in episode crunch too. So <laughs> that, that's another big factor. But no, um, <clears throat> I do like the idea that it kind of gets its own week for you guys to simmer. You know, I, I follow some podcasts, and a lot of times the, the episode content of the weekly things, like it's just a lot. Like you know, unless you're a diehard, I sit here and I'm able to you know listen to this every week. You're gonna fall behind. So I, I like the idea that for us, you know, we have like the entree. You know, the good old interview, you're looking at about 30 to 45 minutes and the next week you might have like a little 10 minute thing. It still keeps you engaged because, you know, if you're like me, you still want to hear that content, but you don't want to always dedicate, you know, all the time in the world. So I think it's great that we have 45 minute episodes and in the interval have a 10 minute one. I think it's cool that we're able to do it to where, you know, after 
after another guest has come up, we'll do the extent of the guest that's previously because it makes people who may have heard that guest that week kind of look at that one and they say, let me go back and listen to the episode that kind of spawned it all. So I like the whole way it's set up and I think it's incredible that, you know, we're getting such good feedback. I've seen extended episodes having, if not the same, more burn than um, our full-fledged interview episodes. So that's how you know you're doing something right when it's still getting the numbers and producing those results that make us happy here to know that okay people are listening yeah i get you man another thing that's kind of changed which uh i'm not sure if it's for the better or for the worse but it's definitely a change is we didn't have our, our gem sound anymore uh due to you know some production difficulties <laughs> <laughs> but um i think that was that was a good fun thing to incorporate some our episodes but you know uh it just, you know, it just didn't work out for the long run. And I don't know if it's improved or, or you know, gotten worse. Or I don't know. What's your thoughts on losing the gem sound, Amelia? Uh, it's very interesting because I think, you know, we had feedback from one of our earlier guests who said they weren't really rocking with the gem sound. And, you know, for us, we we never really had feedback on whether people liked it or not. It was just sort of our thing that we use to, um, I guess, you know, make the show different. But I... I you know, I think we're riding the riding the wave and seeing what we can kind of do. I I don't, if you know, from what I know, and you know, I don't know much. I I do feel like in the future there might be a revival one day. You know, some some gotta do because I do feel like there's some moments in the podcast where you just want to sprinkle just a little something extra on it. But I think as of now, you know, it, it it's missed. But it you know, one one monkey don't stop no show. So I think that's the cool thing about it is, you know, we're able to do it with the with the gem sound, without the gem sound. But, I mean, having such a trademark thing as a gem sound, it just makes me think, you know, there's, there's got to be something. You know, all these shows are getting rebooted. We might have to reboot the gem sound one time. <laughs> <on the line>. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. I agree, man. Um, so definitely uh, before, I just want to make sure we're not missing out on anything. I think that's all we got for as far as. Anything that's changed since episode one? I don't know if you want to bring up anything in particular or move on to the next subject. Uh, I think one thing that's definitely changed is, and it goes, you know, it's pretty obvious, but it's still a big thing, is, you know, the episode count. We, we're at 100, this 100 episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the technique and the preparation has definitely changed since we first started. I think now we're able to focus on what makes a good interview. Um, a lot of our guests say that they love the questions. And I feel like over the course of the, the the hundred, we've really improved and we really got better at it. And I do feel like we've gotten to know our audience a bit more because, you know, we're, we're able to hit episodes that hit these qualifiers every week. And it's just a cool thing when we're able to do this and have people who reach out that want to be on an episode or they see it and they're like, I want to gravitate to it. You know, people like uh, Jesse James, um, Natasha. You know, dressing room eight. Uh, I mean, the list kind of goes on. I don't want to drop everything because we'll be here for 900 episodes. But it's just cool to know that we're able to build this brand and have people really gravitate to it who are willing to come out of nowhere and say, hey, I want to be a part of this because I see that it can not only help me, but also help y'all. Yeah, I agree, man. That that's definitely changed a lot as far as the preparation, the focus. Um, I definitely agree that that's definitely one of the things that helps us grow and also makes us better interviewers. I know for me, you know, if I listen back to a couple of interviews from the beginning, it's a little bit choppy. It's a little bit hard to listen to on my end because I try to 
you know, I'm a little self-conscious listening back on it, but it's cool to see the growth. It's cool to see uh, just the interaction between the questions. I think we used to kind of read the question a little bit in the beginning. Now we introduce a little bit more conversation to it. Mm-hmm. We flow it pretty well through the interviews. Like, um, I just really like the style of how we're doing it now. And, and I agree, man, it definitely has improved since day one. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the that's the best thing about it. And you know, when we get to that Fable two hundred, I'm anxious to see what what the changes are gonna be like. You know, then I'm hoping by the time we do get it though, you know, you might see me and Paul behind the desk on a TV show or something. But you know, we gotta <laughs> we gotta hunt episodes to sort all that sort all that out. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, so definitely into the next topic of reflection, we definitely wanted to highlight some um some interviews that kind of really stood out and not to say that any other guest is less than any other one, but we want to make sure that we recognize the people who are um, still kind of contributing today to the hustle from, you know, from the time that they've been on to, um, to the time that they're not even on right now, but they still kind of pump the episode. They still pump the brand. They still follow educated hustle. Um, So we definitely wanted to recognize those people uh, I could get started. I remember, you know, uh, Minda Hart's episode when she first came on. Uh, definitely a wealth of knowledge. She was the, if you guys forgot, she's the person who started my weekly memo, um, who basically is all about women empowerment. And seeing uh, her growth on Twitter, Instagram, uh, she's doing like conferences. Um, she's holding workshops. She's all, I think I saw her, you know, talk to one of um, one of the people that I follow from ESPN, Jamel Hill, uh, Carrie Champion. She's definitely been in the room with major players in the uh, journalism game. So it's definitely cool to see her growth. And even though she's growing as an individual, as a brand, she still reps that the time that she was on Educated Hustle. She still kind of reps our stuff and retweets whenever she can. So. That's the, the kind of networking that we want to provide here at Educated Hustle. We don't want to just put an episode out and forget about it. We want to make sure that we're continuing to provide content for our, our previous guests and the listeners that um, are here from day one. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I'm sure before you continue, I just want to say for about Minda to add another layer of greatness to the already amazing uh, cake she she's uh, developing with her brand. She got a book deal too. She uh, recently got a book deal, so we're gonna see her be a be a, a published author. Don't have all the details yet, but I, I know I definitely saw it in a on her Twitter. She was really psyched about it. And I'm really psyched about it, and she already got a day one purchase from me and Paul. And I, I, I say that from me and Paul. So. Uh, <laughs> But no, like you said, she's been a great, uh, a great, great friend of the podcast, always one to help and retweet. And, you know, I, I believe she listens to it, too, which is even dope to when we have a guest that comes through and listens to it. Now, Minda, if I'm wrong, don't correct me. Just let me go on with my illusion. But I do believe <laughs> that uh, you are you're, you're amazing and you're always welcome on the hustle. I agree. I agree, man. So maybe uh, for you, man, what's what's another standout episode that really brings it home for you or kind of you to reflect on that? That you really want to share with the people. Yeah, so I think our our most played episode is with the lovely Shelby Birch. When she came on here, she not only told us about her poetry book lit, but just also her mission that she's currently on now in Africa where she's helping teach kids, you know, just just common courses that they they 
uh, they should really be learning. But, you know, we, we're actually getting Americans on a mission trip to volunteer and help teach them and kind of kind of see through their culture and also provide a little bit of their own culture. And I think with her, like it's such a genuine episode. You have a woman who basically in this poem book lit puts all her feelings on display like all her insecurities all her emotions and there's a lot of power in that because she's had people tell her for the longest time you know you're such a great spoken word artist you need to really get this book out have your thoughts on paper and you know for her she she heard it but it took a long time to kind of have that pain be public and be able to reflect and i think when it with entrepreneur one thing is to get lost is you're putting your passion your business out there in the forefront for everyone to judge you're gonna see all the things that you're trying to promote or do. And I think for her, it's even more when you have it in written form. So there's going to be a history of it. It's always going to be on someone's Kindle or someone's bookshelf or just in general. So for her, that episode was really amazing because I think that she really provide that, that soul and that touch. And, you know, if I think about it, in the 100 episode history, if we want to really go pound for pound what's really good, she might have had if... I don't know if there's anyone who come close, but she might have had the best parting wisdom, parting words. And the cool thing is she read a poem that was her own poem. So, I mean, it's just it just gets harder and harder as you keep thinking about it. Yeah, I agree, man. It it has the best of both worlds as far as um, having a guest that is from a different kind of business. You know, the spoken word, the poetry, the artistic flow, but also a guest that we knew, in a, you know, from our college days. Uh, if you guys don't know, and you probably already do, um, me and Emilio were in the same college and we joined uh, the same business fraternity. And we've interviewed several guests that are from that fraternity who are doing big things in the entrepreneur world. Um, so Shelby is one of them. And it's cool because one of the goals of starting this podcast where they're trying to uplift um, people who are you know doing great things from our network and it's really cool to see her grow as a person and be able to deliver such a incredible book at such a young age and then go on to inspire people in other countries so um i definitely agree with you that that was a, a huge standout episode from my from my eyes um oh no go, go ahead. ahead no 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 go ahead hit him with, <laughs> with the next one okay the next one i think that um it was like it was an episode to kick off this new year uh, when we got on my, my guy Gerald Jones from the Buy Black podcast. I think Gerald, um, he just dropped a whole bunch of gems during that episode from uh, collecting business ideas from different states, how to own your own business, how to open your own LLC. He puts that on his website and then he's able to drop you know, all those gems in his own podcast called the Buy Black Podcast. And, you know, he's still doing his thing. He's still putting out episodes on a weekly basis. Uh, I follow him definitely on time to time. Uh, and he can hold an episode down on his own or he can definitely in, uh, get on a guest that um, improvises and delivers a great interview on their own. So, uh, Joe Jones, when he came on the Educated Hustle podcast, was definitely a blessing. And then uh, we've had a couple interviews since then who mentioned, you know, they were referred to us by him. And we've been on other podcasts because of his appearance on the Educated Hustle podcast. So he's definitely been somebody who's been an influencer and uh, definitely reps the Educated Hustle name whenever he can. 
Yeah, man, he's the plug, and it, it was cool because he was able to come through and deliver a great episode, and then also really show a lot of love, and not only leaving a review, you know, wink, wink, shuffle, shuffle, haven't done it yet, do it, but he also is able to kind of put us in the network and get other people who think like him and are, are you know, in that movement to try and come onto the show as well, and so it, it really is that great thing where you get to have a guest that vibes they get they get what you're doing they like what you're doing and then you kind of work together to help each other kind of get to where you want to go so yeah standout guest of 2018 you, you really couldn't get far without gerald's name coming up definitely agree my man so uh definitely wanted to get one more standout interview from you uh so what do you think what what's your uh what's the next standout interview from our our 100 episodes Woo! Uh, this, this is a lot to shuffle through man it's a lot to shuffle through um if I want to, I, I really want to kind of give shine to ones we haven't, I haven't given shine to in, in uh, at least in these reflective times. And I'm just looking at the list right here. If I'm, if I'm going through, I'm pretty much, I'm going to go at Trish Agel, author of The Chocolate Souffle. She really came on here and she was one of our older guests, but she still has so much soul, has so much wisdom. And I think the cool thing about her episode is what she really kind of gave us a sneak peek, a little transportation into the 90s. You know, me and Paul Ozzy born in the 90s, but we weren't. So it's very cool that we're able to have someone who not only is able to show us like what it means to be in the 90s, but also kind of give a little insight to what the life was like, what inspired her, you know, the stories and things that are going on. And the cool thing about it is like that book has a lot, a lot of stuff going on. It's just like a homage and old day to the 90s, but also an entertaining book. So shout out to Trisha Gell. I know she's still out here rocking and just a phenomenal guest and really glad to have her on set. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, and I think, you know, it's a good, it was a great interview to come on because I think a lot of people now are um, trying to get some nostalgia when it comes to that 90s time. And you're kind of seeing a little bit, like you said, with the reboots of different shows, um, the way that 90s culture is kind of missed and kind of trying to be re- rebooted through a variety of means, whether it be fashion, television shows. So um, to have her come on and write a book that depicts what 90s life was like you know if any of our listeners got the book i'm sure they know that it's probably you know it's probably a great insight into you know how somebody was rocking when they were 20 in the 90s and i think um like you said she's still um out there selling books and she's still doing her thing every single i see her on instagram promoting different groups that she's a part of she does a lot of 5k running now so you know our our guests are still out there doing big things and i'm glad that she's able to bless her presence on the on the podcast mm-hmm, for sure for sure she was very 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 great to have on influential influential woman and definitely someone who knows what they want to do so as always you got to give the kudos amazing guests and she actually came to us i believe like we didn't come out to her she came to us she recognized how great we were and wanted to really come on here and help showcase her book and give a little shine to her platform so that just lets you know like she's doing good things definitely man definitely um so you know next thing about reflecting is you know you can't really reflect without a, a vision to move forward and um so some 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 opportunities right now to take advantage of as far as uh thinking about what we're going to do moving forward what we're going to do for episode 200 how we're going to get to episode 200 maybe during the span of making these episodes we branch off into another thing so it's going to be an amazing journey um definitely wanted to 
start by saying like, you know, I I, I love how we have um, just the consistent guests are consistent people listening to the show growing on a weekly basis. You know, I remember we used to, you know, get happy when we got 30 people listening a week um, in our first couple months on the job. And, you know, now that's pretty much, you know, in the past we can easily get 40, 50 people listening in a day. Um, so that's just the amazing work as far as people tell, you know, people, it's probably happening behind the scenes. It's probably happening without us even knowing. But there's probably people talking about, oh, what podcast you listen to? Oh, there's this really dope podcast I listen to, Educated Hustle. It's inspiring. It's about. It's not your normal entrepreneur business minded podcast. It it sounds a little bit more personable. It sounds more achievable, more attainable. So I think you know I'd like to believe that that's going on. People are having conversations about us offline and hopefully sharing the show that way, but um, just continuing to build that kind of audience, I think is what we're going to strive for um, going into our next hundred episodes. So uh, it's just exciting to see what we can do uh, to expand our hustle and expand the show. Yeah. Echoing your sentiments exactly like that's the coolest thing about it is knowing that we have that consistency going forth. And I think there's a lot of good avenues that we could do. And I do think there's still a lot of great opportunities that we could take. I mean, I feel like, as always, we, we, we got our social media game up and popping that we really would make it an even bigger dent. But, you know, it's, it's harder now. You know, I, I, both our, both our, you know, non-educated hustle lives have changed. So we're a little bit busier in the morning. So we're not able to do as much plugging, plugging as we want to, but we definitely try and make our mark. But I feel like once all that, you know, we get kind of get past that brush to the side and do more plugging on social media, we're going to definitely hit that wave even higher. But I mean, it's been a great thing. People are really attracted to it. People are still attracted to it. We're still getting contacted by people to come on because they like what they're hearing. So it's cool to know that we're making waves in that front. And I feel like you guys, the consistent listeners, you're hearing it week in, week out, or maybe you take a week off, you come back another week. Like you guys are definitely the driving force with the show. We see you guys and we get motivated because we're like, okay, we got an audience. We just we got to make sure to deliver with them. I agree, man. I agree. And you know, social media is is a big you know driving force for our for our show. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think we're at the point where we can, you know, as long as we keep getting um, reviews, you know, we keep having guests on that are excited to plug the show. And I think that's another thing that's changed, too, is like the guests that come on now are are have heard about our show or have heard about it from somebody who's been on the show and recommended it to us. Because I remember, you know, in the beginning days. Um, it, we we kind of got people that plugged the episode a little bit, but it's definitely a little um a lot more than than the re- than it was in the be- in the beginning. Um, so you know I think our name's getting out there. I think people are um not only just coming on to be guests, but definitely coming on to be listeners as well. So uh, just continuing to build that kind of base, that kind of community, um is is definitely the thing to strive for and for the next hundred. Yeah, and that's what you got to do. I mean, the more guests, the more people are happy to promote, the better chance you are to get that viral episode to end up on Ellen one afternoon, you know what I'm saying? So that's definitely uh, the goal. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
you guys as our consistent listener base, you want to make sure that you know that you're not alone. There's people out here who are building their hustle. They feel insecurities. They got these obstacles in the way, but they're still coming through and overtaking them. So our goal is always going to be for the for first and foremost to give you guys a quality episode and a quality guest. You know, we really take you guys serious as our fans. We want to be sure that we deliver. We're not going to give you a half a half ass episode. We want to make sure that you get inspired, you get motivated, and even if it's not something that's your cup of tea. It's still something that you can listen to and you can pull out maybe one or two things and apply it to your hustle life. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, uh, perfect example. You know, we were talking to a, a guy that listens to the show and he was talking about the recent um, number amount of gamers that's been on it. And he never really was. He's not a gamer himself, but he was able to pull a few gems out from those episodes and really help him with his hustle and his business. So I definitely agree that there's at least one or two things you can pull from each episode, whether it be something that you're interested in or not. Um, so that's kind of something that I would encourage our past listeners, new listeners, uh, just because you think it's a topic that you may not be interested on the forefront. You, you know, the personality of the person really uh, drives the interview. So even though they're talking about something complete that you may not be aware of, it's always a good opportunity to stop and listen to something that may or may not be in your your immediate favor, but you come away like, hey, I'm really glad I you know took the 30, 40, 50 minutes to listen to this podcast, and uh, it's really stimulated me to think about something I never really thought of. Yeah, you could almost say, and I got to do it on 100 episode, that it's really hashtag no excuses. <laughs> I agree, man. Old to episode one. Um, so before we, you know, close out, I definitely wanted to do what we do when we are on these episodes on our own. Uh, give you a couple topics to leave and reflect about. Maybe do a little bit more research about so that you can get your education a part of the educated hustle experience. Um, so my the the first topic. Uh, is a pretty interesting topic coming from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, companies are stepping in for colleges. Basically, um, what these companies are doing is giving their future employees uh, an opportunity to learn from them. So they're teaching them basic college skills and also teaching them what programs are available to make them better at the job that they're applying for in the future. So companies are kind of turning into mini colleges. Um, AT&T has a program that they're starting. A couple of engineering firms have programs that they're starting. And what they're noticing is that there's a little gap of knowledge from college to the workforce. So they might as well, instead of being the, you know, getting their employees from the middleman, which is the college university, um, they're going to become the educator and get these uh, employees ready to, you know, learn a little bit more, be a little bit more prepared coming into the workforce. So definitely wanted to get your thoughts on Amelia. What do you think about companies uh, giving the opportunity to future employees to learn for a couple of years before they actually start working for them? I mean, I just want to know, are they going to run a check to Sally May? They're going to run a little check for Sally May. Listen, they were like, yo, you can come through and learn, but we just going to pay that little tuition for you. She, I might be up in there tomorrow. But, no, I think that's cool. I think it's great that companies are wanting to take that initiative. I mean, obviously, people who graduated college can attest to 
college and then your 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 career or work life corporate life there, there's not much similarity in it you know a lot of stuff the teachers in college they kind of throw out the window when you get to the office setting so i think enabling students to have that uh chance to be in a corporate setting and learn and and kind of like pre-shadow what their job's going to be i think that's amazing and i think it really does give students some more resources to what life after college is going to look like because you know there really isn't a lot of life after college resources that people take advantage of i gotta say that once again that people take advantage of i feel like if people know from the jump okay if i want to work for this company they out here doing this for the for my college i'm gonna aim towards trying to get that so whatever helps out students and helps them get a little bit more bread a little more paper in their uh their pocket i'm all for and this sounds like a great idea and one that i really hope companies take the heart and you know definitely uh see through yeah i agree man I, I think that you hit it on the head college i mean is is a completely different experience than working in the real world you don't really there's not much you can take from courses that you've taken in college and applying them directly in the business setting so if you're able to learn under the wings of a company that you want to work for, I think that would be better as far as, you know, having an employee that's more ready, more willing to work um, when they first come in. And also, you know, being able to kind of control what they're learning so that we're not wasting time in physics. If we're not interested in being a, a physicist or if we're not wasting time in um, algebra or, or any of these classes that we took that aren't helping us in the future. So, you know, if, if a company is able to, you know, teach those basic courses and also, um, provide, you know, an, uh, an education that's a little bit more similar to what you'll be doing in the workforce, I definitely think that'll be, um, a good thing for future students who, you know, are looking for jobs because it's tough out there, man. I, I mean, I still know people who are struggling to find work and if they don't have the experience, but they have a degree, it, it's a degree in college is now becoming like the high school degree was 10 years ago. You know, you got to up it up a little, another level. A lot of people want to see masters now. A lot of people want to see doctorates now. So you definitely got to continue to find ways to help people out. Yeah, man. I just want to say, I, I I know we went to the same college, but I I ain't take no physics course. I, I'm a salute to you because I definitely <laughs> you ain't take no physics. <laughs> I can't take no physics course, bro. That would have came in with the L just to let them know, like, just give me an F. I won't show up the rest of the, the rest of the day. I'll save both of y'all time. But nah, you you make good points, and you really the degree is one part. How you finesse the degree is the second part. Like, what do you do with it to make yourself more um more how should I say, hireable. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all things that you don't learn in college. And this is something that I hope will really kind of let people get to kind of know what they need to do to succeed outside. Because once you walk past that, once you walk off that stage with that diploma, your school don't care about you. Pretty much. Unless, you know, every, every once in a while they hit you, oh, asking for that do donation. You know, like I didn't donate my money when I paid tuition, but you know, we ain't gonna get into that too much. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> companies run that check to Sally, run it. <laughs> I agree, man. Um, the last topic I wanted to drop on you guys um, is an interesting one. Um, Walmart is having more, are introducing robots that are helping people scan their items a little bit quicker. So they have these. Um, these robots that are kind of going around um, 
and they are able to scan about 90 items uh, in about a, in a minute. So obviously they're using this pilot program to kind of help, um, you know, make those lines a little bit shorter, get people through a little bit quicker so that they can get in and out of the store. Because I know for me, you know, when I go grocery shopping, I like the smaller, more, you know, stores that are more inclined to give you better service because they invest in hiring more people and get you kind of in and out a little bit quicker. When I go to Walmart, it's kind of a hassle because, you know, you're in there for like maybe a few things and you got to stand in the line that has six or seven people in it. There's only one person ringing up people, no baggers. So you, the time that it takes to get in and out of Walmart is really affecting uh, your grocery shopping time. And time is money and people don't want to spend time grocery shopping. They want to get in and out as quickly as possible. So it's pretty interesting to see that robots, uh, that Walmart is testing out robots. Uh, that can kind of get you in and out a little bit faster. See, y'all about to get mad when there's only one robot on duty and there's still 15 people up in the queue. <laughs> That's just the new excuse. I was gonna be like, you gotta wait for you gotta wait for uh, Jumbo the robot to be done. No, but um. That's definitely something they should invest in. I know we just had a new neighborhood Walmart open up around me, and the cool thing that they did is there's probably more self checkout lines than there are cashier lines. Like they're encouraging people, yo, scan your ish and go. And I think the cool thing is they got the little camera set up. It's not 24 hours. It closes at midnight. So, like, that's how they kind of decrease the amount of theft. Because it's like, hey, we just need y'all to hold it down till midnight. Really, though, about 11.45. You know, they kick people out early. But I think that's the wave. Like, if you're not going to have these cashiers up front helping me out, then give me a whole bunch of automatics with the security looking at me so I can get up and go. I don't need... Jumbo trying to come through. I can do my own little thing. But, I mean, that's still cool. They want to add, add the robot thing. I just hope it works out. And I hope that robot can handle that load because people are going to be, whew. People always have a way to ruin good things. I just noticed going to be like, hey, 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 I ain't mean for him to scan that. I, that wasn't mine. Somebody better get the robot. And, you know, I there's already enough Walmart crankiness. We don't need to add more to it. So, but I'm interested to see where it goes to because that's Walmart's biggest complaint. That's why I leave Walmart because, or that's why I say that's why I don't go to Walmart because I hate nothing more than having my cart full of stuff. I get to that line. I'm like, all right, there's 14 people in that line, 20 people in that one, 27 in that one. Which one am I going to sit the most time in? So it's good to know that they are finally getting to, with the program and saying, hey, if we're going to only have free stocks, you know, free cashiers up there, let's at least have a robot or two to help smooth it up. I agree, man. I agree, man. I, and the only thing I really hope it doesn't affect are the people that, you know, need to work at Walmart or the people that do work at Walmart. There there are employees that uh, do work and do well, do a good job. And, you know, you would hate for them to lose their job for a robot. But if it's kind of something to help them get a little bit more efficient, then I'm all for it. But I definitely don't want to walk into a store that's all automated because you, you, you do need the personal touch to help with things that, like if you need to refund an item or if you need to find something a little bit more quick quickly uh, by asking someone for it, you know, I definitely don't want to lose that personal touch. But it's also it's always interesting to um, have technology help you out in the process. I mean, Paul, they all in the back anyways. I mean, <laughs> I, like, what what are we missing? That one cashier that's just there to let you know that they do exist. So they their their job title is cashier slash stalker slash something else. And trust me, that cashier part they 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 erase that out when they have to. So, uh, 
I don't wouldn't mind if Walmart got everyone in the aisles and just all computers in the in the checkout lane. That if they want to do it, that's fine. But I do not. That whole that whole there's a lot of cashiers. The only time I see a lot of cashiers is when everyone trying to go for the exit of the end of their shift. So, um, but you know, yeah, let's hope that people get to save. You know, get to save their jobs with Walmart. I mean, obviously, I think it's still like. You know, like I said, I went to a new Walmart and there's still a healthy amount of people in and they pretty much do it to where they have like one cashier and a whole bunch of like scan and goes. But there's people still walking around the stores and it look like it's new and efficient. And that's the cool little way where they like, yo, y'all can handle this. We got this. So I think that's the future they're trying to go for. And if it, anything, I think it's going to be real successful because that new Walmart, Paul, it looks different it don't got that walmart smell it don't got that walmart look <laughs> it have you feel like man they care about their store right now they got like a bakery a deli big old bright letters welcoming aromas good music they got milkshakes when you check out I'm telling you it, it looks like whew, it look they, they 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 came ready to play hey man they gotta make sure that they're competing with the uh the publics of the world the great guest services in other areas so at least Walmart's trying not to fall to the wayside like Toys R Us did. So, um, glad glad to see that they're innovating and making <laughs> making better stores in the process. But um, yeah, man, I think I think that's it. I think that's all we got for you in the hundred episode. We're glad you guys are still rocking with us. Uh, it wouldn't be an educated hustle without Emilio giving y'all some part of words of wisdom and also giving you the plug. So I'm gonna turn it over to Emilio right now and make him give you the educated hustle experience that you've known for the last hundred episodes i don't even get no part of words huh just (laughs) 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 no 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 it's all good like i said it's been a hundred episodes they're looking for a hundred more really thankful for everyone for coming through and listening and journeying and being a part of this process you know we we wanted to cook up something special for you and i really do feel like the best way to do a hundred episodes is for me and paul to come through and let you know how it should be original day one if you want to be real about it we're probably the only two people that have been in every episode since the beginning so it's true <laughs> it makes it makes the most sense that we have the most say into it but i digress like like paul alluded to let's get to your favorite part of the whole educate us experience how you yes you can reach us and because we're through a ride different means in social media we are on snapchat at educate hustle that's one word, educated hustle. They post snaps of the behind the scenes videos and things throughout the week to keep you motivated, keep you inspired, and let you know what episodes we cooking up. We are also on Instagram at Educated Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast. There you post pictures, little behind the scenes, motivational things. And if you ask really, really nicely, Paul might just curate some personalized and inspirational content for you. You can also like our page on Facebook. It's easy to do. Just go to Facebook and type in Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. You know you've reached the right page because you've seen the logo that you guys all know and love. Now, let me get out of this plugin to go into some more plugging for the hundredth time, it feels like. If I want to remind you guys that if you have not rated and reviewed the podcast, you should do it. It's so easy to do. Just go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes, that purple little app on your phone, or if you have the program downloaded. Type in Educate Us, so that's two words. You'll see that show logo you know and love. Click it. Scroll down. It's going to say Write a Review. Hit that button. Write a title, but not before you give us that five-star Five star, five star, five star, five star rating. And then, of course, you have to write a review summary. Give me something short and sweet as it's lit or something long, deep and doubtful as it's still lit. We take it all. Please, if you haven't done so, rate and review the show because that leads to 
more awareness, which then leads to more guests, which then leads to more shows, which then leads to even more enjoyment as fans of the Educated Hustle experience. Our reviews are steadily going up. It was at 44 last time I checked. We have maintained a five-star average, which means we are a hater-free zone. (laughs) So keep it up. We appreciate you. Now let me get out of that plug to go right back into my original plug. If you have not done so already, please Follow us on Twitter at Educator underscore Hustle. Once again, that is Educator underscore Hustle. There we do tweets, daily interactions. And it's probably one of the quickest ways to get to me and Paul because everything that happens there goes right to our phone. So once again, Educator underscore Hustle. Follow us on Twitter. And last but not least, if you really feel like this 100th episode got to you, it really made you feel that soul, really made you feel like you want to be a part of Educator's experience, you want to be a guest on the show, you just want to let me and Paul know what's up or how you feel, do not hesitate to email us at EducatorHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Once again, EducatorHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And I don't know if you had any more parting words of wisdom, but if you do, Lead us out, man. Part of Words of Wisdom, people, for the 100th episode, we out here. It's been a great experience. We and me and Paul are not at all arrogant enough to believe that we wouldn't be here without you guys. You guys are the backbone of the Exit Hustle experience. All the times you've listened, all the times you left comments, all the times you've helped us out by just being fans or just trying to get us even more people on. We really do appreciate it. You're the reason why we do it. It's been such a phenomenal 100 episodes. It's all happened in a blur. Like I said, 2016, we in 2018. It's is it's it's a lot going on, you know. I, I compare Educated Hustle as, as, a, as my other baby. Like, I love my daughter, but I also love Educated Hustle, too, because, you know, I kind of found out they were both coming around the same exact time. So, it means a lot to us to be able to come here and do this every week. And we really do hope you guys enjoy. We really do hope that you guys really look forward to that week, knowing that we are going to come through. Any feedback? Any suggestions, any comments, anything, you know how to get us. Utilize them. There's someone you want to see. There's someone you need to be perfect for the show. Let us know. We're really here to help you guys out because we want you to see these hustles and we want you to go out there and feel motivated after hearing them and feel like you too can take over the world once you get those good words in. So as it goes without saying, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Can't wait to catch y'all in the next hundred. Yes, sir. And as always. You got to stay educated and keep hustling.